welcome to this BGSM podcast. My name is Dr. Stefan Griffin. I'm a member of the BGSM editorial team. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Roald Barr. Though uh, Roald is a man who needs no introduction, for any students, graduates, or generally um, those who are new to the profession, uh, Professor Barr is a professor of sports medicine and the chair of the Oslo Sports Trauma Research Centre at the Norwegian School of Sports Sciences. In addition, he is chair of the IOC's Medical Commission. So welcome back to the BGSM podcast, Professor Barr. Thank you very much, uh, Stefan. It's a pleasure being here, for sure. And we're speaking ahead of what is now the seventh IOC World Conference on the prevention of injury and illness in sport, uh, which will take place in Monaco between uh, the 29th of February and the 2nd of March 2024. Uh, you must be really excited for this now. Oh, yes, I am. It's, uh, it's a real pr- privilege to be involved in the, in the conference. Um, and I believe we have a very, very exciting program again uh, in Monaco in, uh, in February, March. Uh, so I can't wait for us to get there and you to come there to uh, join us. It's always an absolutely brilliant event and a real highlight of the, of the sports medicine, well, I guess, Olympic, uh, Olympic cycle uh, and the, the quality of the speakers um, and obviously the, the location as well just makes it unbelievably special. And um, for those who might never have been before, what can they expect from the conference? Well, I think what sets this conference apart from uh, other sports medicine conferences around the world is that this conference is about prevention. Uh, the, the, the focus and the entire program is built around prevention, primary prevention, secondary, and to a certain extent also tertiary prevention. But the key word is prevention. So. If you're looking for a conference on how to word, to learn how you examine the knee or how you do ACL surgery or rehab patients after ACL surgery, this is not a conference uh, for you. Um, and when we first started this many years ago, and we can get, get back to that later, um, prevention of injury and prevention of illness was really not on the agenda of the, of, of, let's call it the, the, the usual uh, sports medicine conferences, whether run by national organizations or, or international organizations. Um, so we thought that we need one where the focus is on, on this topic, because we have to stop just standing there downstream and treating all these injuries and become more active uh, as, as as professionals working to prevent uh, injuries and protect the health of the athlete. Sure. Am I right in saying as well that over the years there's been a focus um, away from just purely the injury side of it to also then incorporating uh, illness? I mean, some of the talks from as well as the last one that was obviously COVID afflicted or around that time, um, I remember some of Martin Schwalness's talks and things. Uh, yeah, tell me about the evolution of of how illness has come into this kind of sphere. Yeah, what I can share with you is 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 how this all started. This this the first, and it was then called the World Congress on Sports Injury Prevention, uh, was organised by us, the Oslo Sports Trauma Research Centre in Oslo in two thousand and five, um, and it was the first of its kind. Um, for the reasons I just uh, just discussed, we thought we needed a conference where this was the sole focus. 
and this was uh, received uh, very well by by the larger community internationally. So uh, we were convinced that we need to do this again. Uh, so we did it in 2008 in Tromsø. Um, and by then, the numbers of speakers and, and participants had, uh, had uh, increased. Um, and the real turning point uh, was really Tromsø 2008, because at that time, uh, the then uh, chair of the IOC Medical Commission, uh, Professor Arne Jungqvist, came to Tromsø witnessed this and saw the great interest in all the science that uh, that um, was available in this field as early as that and uh, and accepted the invitation for the IOC to take over the responsibility of this conference uh, and that's uh, also when it's changed it, its name from from sports injury prevention to sport injury and illness prevention and became the conference as we know it today in Monaco 2011. Sure, and tell us a little bit about the scientific process, and maybe again going back to that that the original conference in two thousand and five, and how you originally went into selecting and organising the program, and to how that's evolved now. Because looking at social media, it's become very clear to see that um, applications for workshops for all all these kinds of talks has gone through the roof. So tell me a bit about what, how that's changed. Yeah, uh, when we uh, organized the first one in 2005, uh, we did it the way conference organizers typically uh, do it, or at least did it at the time. And that was uh, a few of us, uh, probably no more than three or four of us, uh, sat together and discussed who do we know who work in the space of injury prevention, uh, where, it, where it all started. Uh, and then invited people and put together proposals and sent them out. Uh, so it was basically a top-down, if you see the organizing committee as the top, um, approach to, to try and identify who are the individuals who are working in this space. And then gradually, uh, in 2008, it was more of a dialogue uh, with, uh, with potential uh, speakers and presenters. Um, until 2011, the first IOC uh, Congress, uh, where uh, the procedure was fully, well, let's call it, for lack of a better expression, uh, bottoms up in the sense that we invited everyone, and that means everyone in the entire world, to send in proposals for program components in each of the categories that, uh, that uh, constitutes the, the, the conference and a scientific committee, each individual scoring each of these proposals. And then that led to the, to the final program. Um, and over the years, the size of the, and the, and the, and the skill sets represented on the, uh, on the scientific committee has, uh, is where it is today with, uh, with 20 uh, real experts in the area of injury and illness prevention representing different fields. Uh, who all read all of these proposals and score them. Uh, and then on the basis of, of, of those scores, uh, the final program is um, uh, is decided. And this goes for keynote speakers. This goes for head-to-head -head debates. This goes for the symposia, 60 and 90 minutes, workshops and abstracts. So entire, in other words, you, dear listeners, <laughs> 
as they say, uh, are the ones who really built this program for Monaco uh, this year. Absolutely. And did the, did the process it thrown up any surprises? Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to this year that might not have been covered at previous IOC events, do you think? Well, what I think is that there's been uh, certainly been a, a, a shift in interest, I think, both by speakers, but also by by participants. Um, not well, maybe not so much a shift in interest, but a progression of knowledge in this field. Uh, so if we take the first few conferences, it was very much uh, the presentations were very much about uh, you know, this is the problem in 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 football. These are the injuries, uh, and then eventually we learned a little bit more about what their causes were, so the injury mechanisms and the risk factors. Um, and then, as the science has progressed, uh, we now have multiple studies on how to prevent injuries. So, in other words, randomized control trials and other uh, intervention studies uh, documenting the effect. Um, and until uh, over the last couple of conferences, the interest then naturally in many ways has shifted towards, okay, now we think we have good programs. The question is how can we make sure that they are implemented or how should they be implemented in the real world of sports? How can we take this knowledge from, from uh, control, randomized control trial and trials and 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 move them into to uh, practice in sports played worldwide so this is one so that the, the the shift so you'll find much more in today's program about implementation of programs and understanding uh, the 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 factors that come into place to be successful uh, um, but it's has, the scope has also been uh, has also shifted from as was natural, uh, you know, a, a large interest in anterior cruciate ligaments in in the beginning. The interest is still there. There's still lots about that in the program, but also now to uh, areas like uh, well, we mentioned illness, and uh, of course, infectious uh, illness is is an issue in sport. Uh, but more recently also into uh, the mental health, protecting the mental health of athletes. Um, and uh, uh, other other issues related to that, if I, uh, if I put it that way. Of course, yeah. And I know the, the program is now, is now openly available online, isn't it? So I know that listeners can and we'll put, make sure that the the links to the program and the IOC website uh, are in the blurb to this podcast and put, put out on our social media channels as well. Um, mm. You've outlined, again, one of the things that's, that's, that's always struck me going to the IOC conference is the, uh, the kind of real international element to it. Um, the huge diversity in terms of, as you said, topics, um, but also in sports in general. And now there seems to be much more of a focus. It's great to see on, on, on women's sports as well. And like you said, around topics like mental health, um, there's some of the academic reasons for going. And what the, I know that you also put together a huge sort of social program to to connect people across the world uh, and and to enable delegates to to connect with some le some leaders in in the sports and exercise medicine 
Um, well, can you can you give listeners a, a flavour of what they, what else they might c- come across in Monaco? Well, first of all, I think the numbers themselves, in in many ways, speak for themselves. Um, so, if I if I were to to list them, we have two head to head debates, so two speakers uh, giving the, the the pro and con to a to a specific and uh, important and relevant question. We have 15, 90 minute symposia, each of these symposia covering one topic. That topic could be hamstring injury, that topic could be children uh, in sport, that uh, topic uh, could be mental health uh, of athletes. And 24, uh, 60 minute proposals. In, in other words, um, there is a lot to choose from here and a real diversity as you indicated in the program. There's also, and I'm really happy uh, for that, uh, diversity uh, in the speakers, so geographical diversity. Uh, And in fact, this time, of all the invited, of all the 178 invited speakers, uh, we have a majority of of, uh, of female uh, invited speakers, so 95 versus 83, if I remember correctly. and I think this is also reflected in the in the topics covered. Um, you did mention it yourself. There's a much greater uh, focus on on female athletes than there was in the beginning. Also reflecting that there's more research being done in this field, so people really have uh, stories to tell and and messages uh, to provide. But on top of that, if you add the 420 abstracts that have been accepted. Um, the conference truly reflects, I would say, every prevention-related topic that researchers are are, are working on uh, around the world, and it really also reflects the world in that you know everyone is welcome and to to submit their proposals, and um, and that is reflected, uh, of course, in the proposals that have been accepted. Absolutely, I mean, you just say it's twenty-four, sixty-minute workshops there's actually a full day of stuff there so it's always a bit of a i know waking up and deciding which one to go is often one of the hardest parts of the of the kind of four-day event so um but i know that there's also there'll be people covering it i know the journal will be covering a lot of it via social media as well um so i'm sure that people will be able to to somehow catch up even if they do miss uh miss things the only complaint from participants in past conferences is that there's been too much good program content so they haven't been able to choose so by the end of the three days, they're schizophrenic and, uh, you know, I should be there, but I want to be here as well. Um, but I guess that is a good sign um, that there's lots of good stuff to choose from. Absolutely. I guess as an organiser, you'd rather that kind of feedback uh, <laughs> than anything else. Um, I'm really hoping and I'm, I'm, I've no doubt that you know, this chat and hearing from you would have whet people's appetites to to find out a bit more about the conference and to hopefully start booking time off work, et cetera. Where can people go to find out a bit more about it? Well, the conference uh, website has all the information you need. And I guess the easiest way to find it is just Google IOC Conference 2024, and that'll take you straight to the IOC website where all this information is uh, is uh, available. Brilliant. So, so I know that you're IOC, on IOC conference 2024 will take you in Google will take you there. 
Brilliant. And I know you're also on, on social media on Twitter or X or whatever it's being called these days. Um, it's at Roald Bar, isn't it? And I know that you've got links mm. on your social media page as well. Um, yeah, no, I'll keep people to uh, find tweeting out if it's still, uh, I'll keep tweeting if it's still called tweeting um, as, okay. as we get close to the conference. So. Oh, absolutely. So any last messages of, of encouragement or support for, for those who might be sitting on the fence wondering whether to when you meant to try and get over for Monaco? Well, I think the main reason for coming there is that uh, it'll be three years until the next one. So if you really want to catch up on everything to do with injury and illness prevention is sport, this is the place to be. Um, so I really, really hope you will be there and welcome you uh, to, to Monaco in February. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Roald. It's, it's clear to from, from to everyone listening just how pivotal you've been in kind of the evolution of the conference i hope you might hope there's not too much organization over this christmas period and you're able to put your feet up a little bit um, as, as i've said i'll put all the links to both your po- uh, social media profile and the ioc conference in the blurb for this podcast and all you have to do is follow the bgsm on social media to to, to also access those but uh, thank you very much for your time this afternoon thank you it's been a pleasure and an honor and i hope to see you there Absolutely. Thanks a million. Thank you for listening to this BGSM podcast. You can find out more about our podcast and our journal via social media. Please don't hesitate to get in touch if you want to suggest any further topics or guests for our next podcast. Have a wonderfully physically active day.